What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. Uh, uh, the pictures for us of uh, T-Hop. And uh, Lord, we just ask again, your Holy Spirit, that you would, um, you would just, just have your way as we uh, do, do this part two today. Just be glorified, be honored, be exalted, Jesus, with what you are doing. And I just pray for every heart that's here, that we would just be open to what you are saying, Holy Spirit of God. Speak through me now, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to be in Exodus uh, 35.4. If you are taking note, there's just one question that I want you to deal with today, and it's this. Is God stirring in your heart to be involved with what he wants to do here at T-Hop? I know that's a long question, but let me say it again. Is God stirring your heart to be involved with what he wants to do here at T-Hop? Now, for those of you who don't know, here's some pictures here that, that we have of uh, the Tamron House of Prayer um, and so we, as a church, have purchased a 5,000-square-foot old funeral home, and we are in the process of fixing it up, and these are the drawings. And so um, there's a reality in Scripture of this. God wants to move through you, but he doesn't need you, okay? You might want to say that. God doesn't need me. Say that, please. God doesn't need me. Now, Chris, what do you mean? That's kind of discouraging. Here's the deal. If you look at Mark chapter 16, verse 15, Jesus tells everybody, go and preach the gospel to all creation. All creation, we preach the gospel. So it's a command that God calls us to do, but he doesn't need us to do it. Now, why would you say that, Chris? Well, Revelation 14, 6 through 7, listen, it says, I saw another angel flying directly overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, every tribe, every language and people. And he said with a loud voice, fear God and give him glory because the hour of this judgment has come and worship him who made the heaven and earth, sea and the springs of water. So in Revelation 14, like, when we connect those two passages, we're called to proclaim the gospel. There should be a desire for us to obey Jesus as we work with him, but it's not a have to, it should be a want to because you are in love with Jesus and you get called into the proclamation of the gospel. But here's the thing, if you mess up, if you miss some things, God has a plan in Revelation 14 where he is going to send out angels and they will preach the gospel to all creation. So hopefully that can relieve some pressure. Pressure to perform, a have-to kind of movement, and just say, wow, even if I don't, it's going to happen. And so as we walk with God, we should be people that don't walk with a have to because his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but we do get invited in to do things and to reach people and to proclaim the gospel. But again, he has a plan if you don't. So ultimately, you're not needed, but you are wanted because he loves you 
And he wants to co-labor with you in his vineyard where he declares the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are what? Few. I want you to understand today, God may not be stirring your heart for what God has called our church to do, and that's okay. You can be part of our church and not be involved with what I'm going to share today. You're not needed. Exodus 35.4, it says, Moses said to all the congregation, to the people of Israel, Exodus 35.4, this thing that the Lord has commanded, take from among you a contribution to the Lord. And what it, whoever is of a genesis, generous heart, I want you to highlight generous heart, please. Let him bring the Lord's contribution. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, scarlet, yarn, fine linen, goat's hair. Uh, we don't need your goat's hair, by the way. Um, and it goes, it goes down, right? Verse 10. Uh, let Every craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded. And so not only were people bringing gifts, but they were also bringing their talents, all right? And so with what is being built here, you might not have a financial position, a place right now. You're not in a financial place to make an investment, but maybe you can help paint. Maybe you can help um, dig ditches. Maybe you can help uh, pick something up at Home Depot. I don't know, but you see the whole congregation, the whole congregation who God was stirring their hearts did stuff. Verse 11. And, 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 and by the way, 11 through um, 19, He's just talking about what's needed for the building of the tabernacle. You see that there? But I, but I want you to see verse 19. And the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments of his son for their service as a priest. Not only was everything for the tabernacle built, the tent, the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant, the lampstands, the, the oil, but also down to the ending part where the priests wore garments and an ephod so that they could do the work of the ministry. So everything was thought of from beginning to end. And I want to just tell you, Christian, when God starts something, he always finishes it. Philippians 1.6 says, he who began a good work in you will complete it and be very confident in that fact. God says in his word that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. So what he begun, he will finish and he's going to complete it to the end. That's really, really good news because he's going to do that in you. And not only is he going to do that in you, but in things that he's doing, he does that as well. From building a tabernacle to building a house of prayer that will function 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He will finish what he started. He has thought of it all. I met a lady in the early service who came up to me her name's Robin, and she's like, I've been praying for this for years. I went to this church, I went to this church, and my heart is just overwhelmed because I've been wanting this to happen. First time I met the lady, right? First time I met her. Well, God is stirring. He's stirring some people, right? Verse 20. It says, then 
So we're, we're in Exodus 35, verse 20. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Now, this is important here. I don't want you to miss this. I want you to keep your place here, and I want you to please go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And the need was brought out to the congregation, but then all the people went home, okay? They all went away. Uh, that's what verse 20 says in um, Exodus 35. Then all the congregation of the people departed from Moses' presence. They just went away. Why is that important? Because this is how God works. This is how God moves. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7, it says, Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, Basically, coercion or fall, forced, right? For God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I want you to understand something. If you've been coming to Bow Down for a while, you know that on Sunday morning, we don't pass an offering plate. We don't really talk about tithes and offerings. In fact, people come here for like two months like, do you take tithes and offerings? What? How do I give? What do I do? Yeah, we do. There's a blue box in the back. And we shouldn't have to remind you to give every week if you're a Christian. Because God should be stirring your hearts if you're following the Holy Spirit. Immature people need reminded. Mature people don't need reminded. We know what we're supposed to do, right? So, do you know what's on that blue box in the back? 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7. That's the verse that's written on that blue box. Why? Because what is God telling you to give? Give. It's between you and and the Lord. Nobody's trying to force you. Nobody's trying to manipulate you. Do what God leads you to do. Does that make sense? By the way, that's why we do it here, because again, in, in the scripture, we don't, we don't find passing the plate, okay? Not that I'm against that. We just don't find it in scripture. Jesus said, don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing, and when you pass the plate, what do you see? So I'm you're welcome, by the way, because nobody knows what you're doing back at that box. Nobody sees it, okay? So anyway, we're just trying to bless you. Amen? Please don't go out of here saying bad things about passing the plate. Some churches may feel led to pass the plate. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's just what we do here. Make sense? All right. Let's go back to Exodus 35, please. None of my jokes are landing. Funny, it's just all the time. Man. 21. And they came, everyone whose heart, Exodus 35, 21, everyone whose heart was stirred, stirred, stirred. I want you to highlight that. Everyone whose spirit moved him. I want you to highlight that as well, please. You see what God is, is doing. Look at verse 22. So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart. Highlight that again, please, because God is the one that is stirring. Go down to verse 26. All the women whose hearts were stirred. Shout out to the ladies. Woo, woo. 29. 29. And all the men and women, people of Israel, whose heart moved them. So the heart again, it's moving them. And they gave this free will offering to the Lord. Verse 30, 
This guy, Bezalel. God, verse 31, filled him with the spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, with all craftsmanship to devise artistic designs, to work gold, silver, and bronze, cutting stones for setting, carrying wood. He inspired him to teach, and he gave him a helper, Oho Liab. I don't, I don't know what his name is. Anyway, um, he had a helper and, and gave him, and they filled, God filled him, verse 35. So listen, God is stirring the hearts of the people to give, but then the people that are doing the work, God is pouring out his spirit on those, giving them wisdom, giving them discernment on how to build and how to do what God has called them to do. This is extremely important. I want you to go to uh, Exodus uh, 36 2, please. Exodus 36 2. And you see that phrase again, I want you to highlight it in verse 2 of Exodus 36. Everyone whose heart stirred him up. So, looking at these two chapters here, we see in 35 5, whoever has a generous heart. We see 3521, they came, everyone whose heart stirred him, everyone whose spirit moved him. You see in 3521, 22, excuse me, all who are of a willing heart. 3526, all the women whose hearts are stirred. 3529, all the men and women, the people of Israel whose heart moved them. Exodus 36, 2, everyone whose heart stirred him up. So if you're taking note, again, the question is, what is God's heart What's he, what's he doing in your heart? Now, we talked about last week, Tamron House of Prayer. It's one way we can fulfill what Jesus prayed and taught us how to pray. God, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we spent last week going through the book of Revelation. What did we see going on in heaven? Worship and prayer and adoration nonstop in heaven. It's what's going on. So the Tamron House of Prayer is a way where we can bring heaven to earth, specifically Tamron. It's going to be a place without Bowdown's name on it. You see that says Tamron House of Prayer. Why not Bowdown's name, even though we're building it right now as a church, and you guys are, so thank you. Because we don't want our name on it. We want all the churches to come. This isn't about a church. This is about the kingdom of God. And when you go into heaven, it's not going to say First Baptist or Second Pentecostal or someday Last Baptist, right? That would be a more biblical First Baptist. Last Baptist is probably more biblical. But anyway, I'm not Baptist, so <clears throat> we don't want names on it. It's every tribe, every language, every tongue. It's worshiping the Lamb because He alone is He's worthy. And so the question again, you see God stirring the people's hearts and they gave. Now, 36.3, this is some fresh manna from heaven, by the way. And they received from Moses all the contribution that the people of Israel had brought for doing the work in the sanctuary. They kept bringing them free will offerings every morning. So these people are coming every single morning so that the craftsmen who are doing every sort of the work sort of task on the sanctuary came each from the task that he was doing. And they said to Moses, the people bring much more than, than, 
than enough for doing the work that the Lord has commanded us to do. So Moses gave the command, and the word was proclaimed throughout the camp, let no man or woman do anything more for the contribution for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing, for the material they had was sufficient to do all the work and more. By the way, this is a picture of a revival. When there's so much, we have to tell people to stop giving. Now, when I say this is fresh manna, it's because of this. We had our consecration week a week ago, two weeks ago, I can't remember. Two weeks ago. And Damaris, our intercessory prayer leader, I had already prepared this message because I knew it, it was coming. She puts in Exodus 36, 6 and 7. Led by the Holy Spirit, she writes it down and she says, I believe God is going to do this. There's no way she knew what I was preparing as a message. And I just want to say, church, what we're going to see on this project is I'm going to have to tell people don't give anymore. I believe that with all my heart. How do I know that? Will, if you could just throw up my first fruit, my, uh, my, my rock jar, please. <sighs> So that's in my house above my fridge. I'm completely out of time. Lord, I need a miracle. Could you, can you do something miraculous right now in the name of Jesus? Stir the heart of that clock, God, to quit moving. We have rock jar in our, in our home where it comes from Joshua chapter 4, where the Israelites cross the Jordan River, and God says to Israel, hey, take 12 stones and put them there so that your children's children will see what God has done. Don't you ever, ever let the children forget. So within this rock jars that we have, right, one from 8, 9, 10, I don't know what happened, I can't see the other side, but God has healed people. God has set people free. God has shown up and done miraculous things in my personal life, in my wife's life, where he has moved. And we know that it's been him because it's a rock in the rock jar and we write it down so that my kids, if they walk away from Jesus, man, are they not bright, okay? He's done way too much in my life for them to walk away. I want to encourage every one of you to begin a rock jar if you don't have one. You know what this is? This is the first fruits of T-Hop's rock jar. T-Hop's rock jar? Yeah. <clears throat> this funeral home was a funeral home that was for sale. And as a church, we had 40 G's in the bank. But then we had 60 G's that was set aside to go towards J.J. and Cassie Lewis's house because one of the programs that we have at Bow Down is we help indigenous leaders from our community become homeowners with an interest-free loan. And so that money was earmarked for J.J. and Cassie. But I said, hey, I need that money because we feel like God wants us to buy this thing called T-Hop and, and to buy this funeral home. But guys, it's your money. You pray about it. So they're renting a place. They pray about it. They come back a week later. And by the way, uh, um, 
Who's back there? Will? Who's, who's, who's back in the, the sound thing? I need my, my wedding picture. Is it Jenny? I can't see. I can't, there you go. So I want you to see something. This is really cool. That, obviously, that's my wife, right? Uh, but right next to my wife is JJ, okay? He was a little jit, man, real cute. We, you know, Bill, Bill Hobbs has known him since he was in diapers. Anyway, so part of our ministry. Next picture, please. And so here he is now. He's now bigger than me. He's married to Cassie. I had the honor of doing premarital counseling with them, by the way. They were awesome. Didn't kiss till anyway. What a great example. But they came back to me and they said, Chris, um, you can use that money. That was for our house. We want to be kingdom first people. And so I have the Lewis family is the first big rock. And on the back of it is Matthew 6.33 because they said, seek the kingdom first and his righteousness and all things will be added. They put the kingdom of God over their own house. It's why they have the biggest rock, by the way, because without their heart that God stirred, we would not be doing T-Hop. Cassie, I see you back there. You stand up, Cassie. We want to give you double honor. Yes. I've got another guy, Josh, he gave 20, 20K. He doesn't go to our church, by the way. He just spelt stirred. Okay, I like those kind of people that feel stirred. I don't have to ask. Another guy, 15K. I've got another guy here, uh, Mike and Amber Bishop, dear friends of mine, who shared with me the story of Count Zinzendorf. And if you don't know about Count Zinzendorf, you will because that's going to be the third part of the message. But the idea of a house of prayer 24-7, and, and they planted that seed in, in, in me as God began to stir that in me. Um, when we purchased the property, I shared with the church that we bought the property, and I told the church, hey, do not give any money. Let's just pray and fast for two weeks as a church. And people met every night at our office to pray for two hours, God, do something. At the end of that two weeks, God didn't do anything. And I started pouting because I'm like, oh, gosh, what am I going to say, God? Nothing happened. And Sunday's coming, and I'm just embarrassed, God. All of a sudden, I get a call from a guy who's a fireman. And he says, hey, uh, I, I need to give you something. So I met with him, and he says, my wife and I have been saving for our house for 10 years but we've been praying and, and bow downs put on our heart and we want to give you this money. And I opened the check when he left, thinking it'd be like five grand. It was $100,000 that this guy doesn't go to our church. He goes to a different church, but God stirred his heart. And we didn't give anything as a church and 100K just came in right off the top. Who did that? God did that. This is what God is doing. All right, I, don't, I hope I don't... <laughs> If you're still asleep, by the way. <laughs> so I go and we pray as a staff, God, who do you want to build this thing out? We had a number of names on the board and we're praying and seeking God's face. And it, we felt like it was Wilbur Hobgood, Hobgood Construction, David Hobgood. And so I went to Wilbur. I said, William, I just got 100K, man. But will you take on this project as a GC? And Wilbur said, Chris, I've made enough money. I want to start making money for when I go on to the other side. So I'm going to be the GC of this project, and I'm not going to charge you anything for free. 
for free. He's doing the work, and he's leaning on his contractors, which I absolutely love as well. And so we're getting good deals on everything. I've got Antoine, uh, who was in the first service. He's leading uh, as a rock. I went to my friend uh, Gilmore Electric. Hey, guys, we have this project. Uh, will you give us a bid on, on the electric. You say, Chris, I'm not going to charge you anything. We're going to do the electric for absolutely nothing, for free. I'm trying to give God's money away, but people aren't taking it. Why? Because God is stirring. He's stirring. He's stirring. I went to another guy, uh, Richard Charlton, Cornerstone Windows, and I said, Richard, we had a bid. It was 45 grand. Can you give me a bid on windows? And he said, yeah, no problem. So he comes back, and I said, well, what's the bid? And he's like, look, Chris, I'm not going to charge you. We're going to give you these windows and we're going to also install them for free. It's another 50 grand. Thank you, Jesus. Who needs some money today? Okay. I want to give you something. Okay. And this, this last one is a special one. And uh, this person doesn't know it's coming by the way. Uh, But I'm talking to a friend of mine, uh, Robbie Loveland. He's like, Chris, it sounds like you need a project manager on your construction project. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, man. I just open the Bible and read it. I'm a project manager. Anyway, so after he says that, a young lady comes up, Carol Windsor, and says, hey, um, I do project management for the breakers, and I will be happy to serve you and help you. And I'm like, you know, this ain't like, you know, some, some don't get offended here, uh, some mom that's been watching Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? And, 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 nah, 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 nah. We got somebody from the breaker. <laughs> and, okay, well, how much? I want to serve the church. I believe in this. Uh, the drawings, by the way, if we could throw back up the main picture of the drawings, she keep, Carol keeps asking me, well, what do you think about this color? What do you, I'm like, don't ask me anymore. Do whatever you want to do. You're from the Breakers. I'm from Tamarind. <laughs> what colors? I don't care. <laughs> so Carol and, and, and also Steve, please stand up real quick because, yeah. You are a rock in our rock jar. Be encouraged. But guys, this is what God is doing. So listen, some of you, you're like, when's this thing going to be over? I'm looking at the clock. The guy's way over. I'm ready for my nachos. But some of you are like, wow, how can I help? See, God is stirring. God is stirring. And I believe that God has called us to do something extraordinary and extravagant without our name on it that he would be glorified, that it would unify the bride of Christ. What was a funeral home is going to become a home of resurrection. Amen? And that it is going to be done in such a way that it is excellent, that it is glorious, and that it is radiant. And he alone will get the glory and the honor. In the back of the building will be the Lewis Family Mentoring Center because of J.J. and Cassie Lewis, who are kingdom first people, who said it's not about us. And by the way, to follow up on that story, God provided them a home, and they are homeowners. Praise God. Praise God. 
So I'm, I'm, way, I'm way over. Don't even think of stoning me. It's my last joke. Worship team, if you can come forward. And that was a bad one, I know. Um, worship team, come on forward. And uh, prayer partners, if you can come forward. As always, we have communion tables open uh, during worship. If you feel led, like you want to partake of communion, do so, please. Um, just do it within the fear of the Lord. And it is his body that's broken for you, his blood that was shed for you. And so it is a solemn thing uh, as, we, as we worship uh, God and partake of communion. But the prayer partners will be up here to lay hands on you if you need prayer. And so if you feel led, go ahead and stand. And, and we're going to end this time with, um, with worship and, and adoration to our great King. Jesus, I just, uh, I just thank you and I praise you for what you are doing. thank you and I praise you, God, for what you are doing. And there's so many things, God, I didn't even get to. I forgot about Brian Kidwell, who helped with the, 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 real, the realtor stuff. Kingdom-minded. You're so good, God. You are moving. And I pray that these stories, as this wasn't something that man has conjured up, this is you moving by the power of your Holy Spirit. And I pray, God, that you would revive people's hearts, that you would just stir them, that those that you want involved, God, I pray that you would just work in their life and that they would be obedient to what you're calling them to do. But God, we just pray, we pray for this house of prayer, that your name would be lifted up and that you would be glorified, that people's lives would be touched and transformed by the power of your presence, God. And this is a holy thing that you are doing, God, that you will be glorified. You will be exalted in this project. This is for your great name, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We bless you now. May we worship you, God, because you alone are worthy. God, I pray for those that may be at a place where their faith has just died down. But I pray today that that faith would come by hearing and hearing by the word of God and hearing from from these rocks, God. These rocks are crying out over their life that, that, that what they just witnessed is nothing, God, with you that you want to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can even ask or imagine by the power that's at work within them, God. So raise up your people. We pray for a greater measure of faith in Jesus' name, that people would walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, God, that you would raise up a generation that would seek your face, God, and not your hand, knowing that the money will follow as we seek the kingdom first in his righteousness, that the money's just going to come because where it's your will, it's your bill. We trust you, God, that you are going to do this, that you are doing this. And so raise up a generation, God, that brings you glory. We ask this all in Christ's name. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.